Girl Stories, Life Lessons, Turning Points, Service to Others, Truth, No Bullshit, Adding Value, No Smoke and Mirrors, Being the Pressure, Third Down and Ten, Win or Learn, Always the Underdog with a Chip on Your Shoulder. These are the things that I think about when I talk to this group. From Service Academy Fleet Leaders, NFL Players, NASCAR Drivers, Tech Gurus, Private Equity, Small Business, Big Business, to the Entrepreneurs Making the Way of the Future, Winning at All Costs with Uncompromised Integrity, Paying the Price of Admission. Let's go. Am I I sideways on your guys' thing? Yeah, Yeah, you're sideways. sideways, (laughs) Perfect time to start it. Yeah, but but I got a buzz right now, Jordos. so this is like perfect. I don't want you to throw up. Hold on a second. (laughs) Ah, there you go. Got it. There we go. I'm covering up Chaplain John Owen, though. I got to. Yeah, well, and you're you're like really small on mine. I got to. I don't need to see me. I want to see you. (laughs) Hold on. Oh, I can. Okay. All right. Sorry. I don't know what the deal was. I was. Like I was in there, I could hear you. I just couldn't get the camera going. It's working. Yeah. Well, and, I, uh, I, had an issue, I, I had an issue logging into. I had to like update my browser or something, so it took me a second. So gotcha. Tony out some sort of Chinese spyware bullshit. I got it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took you a second. It took you thirty-five minutes, but who's counting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. you, you can blame uh, Mike Stedman for that because that's the guy <laughs> that recommended this software to me. So yeah, I will. I'll, I'll directly tell him how I pointed out. I'll make a LinkedIn post blaming Mike for our lack of technology. Yeah. I'll say I bought. I'll say I bought his, started a business, and I can't even get on it. Got on his. Awesome. All right, so we're started. Uh, huddle number two today. We got uh, Matt Nichek, uh, John Owen, Jordan Stevens. El Jefe, Jeff Lenar. El Jefe. Um, yeah, guys, like I, I just wanted to throw another, you know, option together to to get together and, and talk about what's going on today in your life. So uh, with that, let's I'm just but before I've got a few things to talk about, but before I do that, like anybody got something cool going on? Hey, I'm, I'm sitting, sitting, up. Go ahead, I'm sitting outside. You guys all look like you're inside. Is it hot where you are? <laughs> Muggy up here. I was I was actually out most of the afternoon, so finally inside, cooling off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm down in North Carolina. Like, oh. I mean, like 95 degrees, but it was really it felt like five outside. Dude, that's uh, yeah, the that I remember. That I, remember. I remember. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> Ruthless. Gotcha. But Jordan, answer your question. Uh, no, it is the uh, same old uh, work, family life, man. Me loving it, but yeah, same old, same old, man. Same old, same old, same old grind. Jordan mm-hmm. Stevens, give Sir. us something funny. Hey, I just I'm moving. Did you know Where that? We're moving now. So I'm in North Carolina right now, but the family just moved to Colorado Springs last week, like three days ago. Oh, I didn't nice. know that. Okay, I thought you were moving from like Colorado. Nope. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, I, what's what's funny yeah. about that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you didn't let me finish. The party. All right, finish. So, what happened is, I, who's seven months pregnant, 
has yeah. taken with my girl, my four-year-old, leaving from Houston, stepping the house, moving into the house in Colorado. Uh, do you think that's good for a marriage, or do you think that's challenging? It's definitely healthy. Oh yeah, it's healthy. Yeah, if you survive it, it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Make it stronger than the other. That's exactly yeah. strength by kicking it. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, price of admission story for sure. Yep. I got a good story for you, Tony. Go ahead, give it to me. Yeah, no, you just moved too, but I'm not. This isn't about moving, but um, I was with my daughter at Chick Fil A, and we're eating and. She's four for context. And there was another mom with a newborn baby. I don't know how many weeks, but very fresh. And my daughter's like, oh, look, such a cute baby. And the mom brought it over and they're like playing with her. Baby left like two minutes later. My daughter's thinking about it, eating. She stops and looks at me. She's like, dad, we can steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are you trying to steal it? She's like, it's too cute. Let's just steal it. It's was just that your oldest? That was my oldest, my four-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, and then my two-year-old, just so I get her in the story. Yesterday, my four-year-old runs out. She's like, Dad, Livia spilled coffee all over the house. So I go in there with it. The, I got it on film. I'll send it to y'all. Spilled coffee all over the house. And I walk in, and she had one of those. She got a pod and, like, poked her fingers through and spread it all throughout the house. But I walked in, and she had, like, a broom. And something to sweep it in, and she was naked, and she was trying to sweep it up. So <laughs> nice. Those are the two stories. Kids are endless with those things. So that's yeah. the truth, no doubt. And they're yeah. they're such a good teacher, right? Uh, recurring themes of the podcast so far has uh, been you know sacrifice, suffering, and pain. What's going on recently in your lives that you didn't expect? How are you handling that? Well, I got I got one that I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll just jump in. Um, man, turning sixty kind of rocked my world. I was <laughs> I was not expecting. Uh, I've never paid much attention to you know how old I was. I always I don't know. I just just never really thought about it. But for some reason, when I turned sixty. It just threw me into, uh, I don't know, this uh, crisis of identity and like, you know, we spend our whole lives being taught how to be a, a boy and then a young man and a teenager and a young adult and a husband, you know, a father. We learn how to, you know, be a family guy. Nobody teaches us how to get old. And, uh, it's, a uh, yeah, it's, a uh, um, it's just, it's, it's weird. I'm, I'm not sure why, but it, it's just like, I don't know, am I supposed to be doing this? You know, I, or is this normal? You know, my body isn't working the way it used to. And I'm a lot, I hurt a lot of places that I didn't used to. And is this normal? And, you know, from what I'm hearing, yeah, it's normal. It's not fucking normal for me. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, you know, talk, uh, let's do this again, you know, in, 30 years when you guys are approaching 60 and I'll give you some tips. Awesome. Yeah. Always looking well, for Chap, those. It's Shaps. It's funny. Uh, you know, you, you bring up, you'll get an age. Obviously I'll probably, I don't know, what, 37, 38 this year. So not 60. 
Yeah. But my, uh, my parents were, uh, my, but actually split between a couple of weeks, my in-laws were up here and then my parents were up here, uh, visiting us for summer and, you know, hang out with my son and everything. And I, I remember growing up, my parents, you know, like once a year would take like a week long trip, just, just them and leave, you know, my brother and I, and we'd be all upset crying or whatnot, you know, that we couldn't go or they were gone or whatnot. And, you know, I have an 18 month old son now. And when my parents were here and we were, I was joking with them, I was just like, you guys should have taken like more trips. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, being of the parent age, raising a kid, working and all that stuff, like it all kind of just really, you know, hits home. It's like, yeah, this is adult. This is the real adulthood. Amen. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, take advantage of your parents and you know, when they come to visit you and your wife, go take off. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not the whole time, but let let your let let them do the grandparent thing because that's pretty uh, yeah, fun. Yeah, being a grandparent is way more fun than being a parent. There's less pressure. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, you look good. What you got? I said you you look good, chaps. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, real good. That. Yeah, real good. Thanks. I wouldn't. Have, it's, oh, it's AI. I hope I look like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was going to say maybe that's the filters, but you're outside, so I don't think you're filtered. I, I am outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you. Uh, that's nice to hear. I uh, appreciate that. It's good to get some external validation. Yeah, I wouldn't have put sixty on you. That's for sure. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Fifty-five, maybe. The fifty. Yeah, not a day over yeah. fifty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So fifty-five, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take that, it. Jordo, y'all got any, yeah. you know, real time things that you didn't expect? Um, no, I kind of, I guess it goes along with sort of the aging thing. So, you know, not to get too into stuff, but we lost my father-in-law. I'm at their house actually right now. We lost my father-in-law a few months back. And he was 64. Oh man. Uh you know, and young, very young. And it's been quite an adjustment as a family dynamic. Uh just in the last few months, just trying to figure out sort of how the how the family operates dealing with this level of uh uh it's not, you know, we're we're moving away from the sadness phase, but it's been tough. That was unexpected. It was in the middle of the move last year that we did. And uh, so we're adjusting. But, yeah, didn't expect it. I'm sorry to hear that. Gotcha. No, I've, I've talked to these guys, chaps, about it quite a bit. So yeah. they – but every day every day's a little bit different, and we're, we're adjusting. But Good. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, hang in there. Grief is a hard – it's a strange – unpredictable ride yeah it has been yeah really happy i got chaps on here today um <laughs> always seeking that uh you know guidance from mm. from folks that have been there for you know mm. before so yeah matt, matt you got anything yeah i mean i i agree with i've got two of the same things from chaps and jordo i mean uh, with Jordo, I, t- I talked to him about his father-in-law and like literally like a day later, found out about, about my mom. I know we talked about this on the last little, but lost my mom. She was 64, lost her in mm. December. And that was mm-hmm. the same thing Jordo's saying. I mean, it's, it really, 
you, you try to move forward. And then we moved early July and you, f- you really feel the impact of being a military family without a structure. Cause she was like the structure. You would always be there for everything. Yeah. So that, that really kicked, kicked us in the butt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was tough. And Jordo and Tony, you guys were at, you were there for the whole thing. So we, I appreciate it a lot. And Jeff, you, you were talking to me too. So I just, man, that, that's so, that is so cool that you guys are all, you know, you're all still a part of each other's lives. That just, man, that's good on yeah, you. Jordan and Tony made it down to Florida. It was, you can't, you can't thank people enough for that kind of stuff. We, you know, we probably text each other every day about yeah. something. It's okay. probably something stupid or something awesome. important yeah. or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. But then Japs, when I turned 36, I had a semi midlife crisis too. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I started to panic. I was like, with my parents' age, because my mom passed like a couple of days before I turned 36. My dad passed when he was 60, like in 2016. Oh, and I just started, oh. like, I didn't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what brought me back around, but um, it was. I felt it. So I've talked recently. I moved and I was talking to new neighbors, and he was talking about how fast everything goes. And I was like, "Yeah." Once I turned thirty six, I explained that to him, and he's like, "You know what? Everybody past thirty six feels like a thirty six year old." And that kind of struck me. He's like, "You talk to someone at sixty or seventy, we all feel the same age that you feel right now." Is that your your right. face, your body just starts to change? Yeah, but you all feel the same. And I was like, you know what? That's probably true. So I that rings true for me. Yeah. So I I, I agree with both of y'all. That's what yeah. I got. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss too. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Is that when, uh, you, bought, that when you bought the camper, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> we bought the camper. <laughs> I should have bought a Harley, and I should have, you know, about the same <laughs> time I bought a boat. <laughs> yeah. <Bought it. laughs> Got a no listen, listen I, I just bought a new golf putter today and i was a little nervous about what my wife would say about it but i got it on discount from ebay so what do you want me to do <laughs> oh man you you know what i found out on ebay today i uh i was going through all my old fishing lures i've inherited a lot from my, my old man i found a fishing lure that's worth 600 bucks dude that you have a fishing lure yeah that's Do not crazy. Throw that in the water and lose that thing. Just uh, tell exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fishing yeah, with yeah. it not too long ago, but uh, it just went into a safe. But well, there's certainly wow, no crazy stuff. No reason to fish with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's going on eBay soon. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a bad business decision if you do that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. right. No doubt. It was, it was one of my what? favorites. I mean, like, what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. Um. Any anything that you wish you would have brought up on previous, you know, podcast episodes? Um, I like to bring that one up. I know, you know, Matt, Jeff, Jordan, or Matt and Jeff, y'all talked about that already. But from, you know, Chaps or, or Jordan Stevens, is there anything that you wish you would have said? Well, geez, you, you were we were on for two and a half hours, so I'm not sure. It was a long one. I'm not sure. I've had a few really long ones. It was a great one, chaps. I love Thanks. that one. Yeah. It, it was a joy, man. That 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 was a high point in my year so far. No kidding. Nice. So, I get a lot of feedback from these, and 
most of the time, everybody says, man, I wish I would have said this. Mm. Did you have any of that? I got, I got one thing, Tony. Go ahead. Uh, it's kind of, kind of recent. And, uh, so my wife is a physician assistant, uh, works in orthopedics. Uh, the doctor that she works with, uh, is a, an academy grad, I believe late nineties, early two thousands or whatnot, but his, Oldest daughter is a lacrosse player and is at Naps right now. She just started their uh, their in-doc thing. Uh, so she's going to the academy, and uh, I, I had to. We actually we went to one of her um, games, uh, lacrosse games, back in the spring. And I, she's like, "Oh, you got any advice or anything like that?" And, and all I said was, "I'm thinking back to, you know, chaps, both, you know, all Dishak, Tony, and Jordan. We were all at Naps together uh, back in the day." And I told her, I was like, you were going to make the friends like at naps, uh, you know, that you will have for the rest of your life. And then, you know, here we are talking, you know, my, my best friends in the world are, you know, three of the three of them are on this podcast right now. So I, I think that's the big thing about, you know, the whole Naples experience. And, you know, you listen to a lot of the podcasts, a lot of guys were not big on the Academy or really not big initially or whatever on the military or whatnot. But like, I, I think one thing that I'll never regret uh, about the whole experience is it's just the friendships that you get mm, uh, along the way. And, and they're, and they're lifelong friendships. I told her, I was like, you know, it's, it's going to suck when you're in the moment, you're going to be miserable. It's going to be 5 a.m. and you're out on that field doing PT. And you're just like, why, why am I not at, you know, whatever university having a good time right now? But when you're, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, like this is why you, you put four or five years into a, a young part of your life to what you're going to get out of it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that you know, adversity can spawn the deepest you know, connections. Uh, I mean, it doesn't always, but, um, you know, on personally, and then even on a community, did you guys read, um, the book by Sebastian Younger? Was it tribe? Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, man, one of the best books I've read in a long time. Um, and he talks about how, you know, during world war two, uh, the, 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 and the, um, the barrage of, of London, um, it m made communities stronger. Uh, and, and that after the war, as things started to, uh, equalize mental health issues started to go up. Um, they went way down during the, um, you know, during the battle, but, um, d adversity can bring you together and those relationships are special. Yeah. That was another question I had was, do you have any books or a documentary that you've watched you know, that have kind of changed your life? So let's open that one up. Jeff, you have to go. You, you, you read like a maniac. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, so I'm reading right now. Um, I'm pulling up trying to pull up the, I forget the name of the author right now. They got the book somewhere sitting around here, but uh, it's about a um, three world war two submarines, um, the drum silver sides. And I, can't, I think Tang's the third one, but it's uh unrestricted warfare against the Japanese during world war two 
right after Pearl Harbor. So these crews basically set sail as, you know, Pearl Harbor is still burning uh, from the attacks. And, you know, I was a, you know, Marine, but like, you know, you hear these stories of these sailors, you know, uh, on these submarines in World War II. It's, I mean, it's like, man, hats off to you, man. I mean, like the different breeds. What these guys guys went through, um, you know, and again, it's what's fascinating too is like, you got to put yourself in that time frame. You know, the Japanese, you know, after Pearl Harbor essentially took half the Pacific. Um, their carrier battle force, whatever, you know, their, um, they took, you know, the Philippines, Manila, Burma, you know, all East Indies and all that. And, it, you know, the United States was in a very weakened spot before we could get going. And the first, you know, crews and, you know, the first, you know, uh, essentially forces that were fighting the Japanese were these submarines. So you hear these stories about these guys, you know, 18, 19 year old sailors on these, submarines which the living conditions themselves were horrible um i mean it's pretty like complain about some you know my kid making a mess all around the house never mind the fact that i could be a 19 year old sailor from oklahoma uh on some cramped submarine like 300 miles off the japanese coast so yeah they talk about the torpedoes and like the first first two years they were terrible then it's switched (laughs) interesting yeah they were they had, I think the, the ratio was they hi- had to fire three to get like one good shot. Like one would actually explode on the target or something like that. Cause it was like TNT and then they switched to some other form of explosive that was way, way more effective. Cause the, the torpedoes would actually hit the ships, but just not explode. Wow. So. Gotcha. I'll tell you about a book, Tom. Do it. Have you heard of uh, Michael Lewis? Like, he wrote Moneyball? No. Well, yeah. he wrote Moneyball. He wrote The Big Short. I mean, those were the ones where he talked about financial tracks. But the one that I read during COVID that I've read a couple times since is called Playing to Win. Playing to Win. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's called Playing to Win. But it's essentially about how much time spent with his daughter's travel softball league. And it's not a, it's not a book full of total regrets, but there's a lot of regrets in there about how hard he drove, how, how hard he drove his daughter mm. and how much time him and his wife spent a couple, you know, following the, following her around going to all these travel softball leagues and how he initially joined the league to kind of be like, I just want to support my daughter. I don't want to be competitive. I don't want to get into this in any sort of detailed manner. And then by the end of it, he's the commissioner of the whole damn league. And and he's thinking about ways that he can give his daughter, who was like 10 at the time, some sort of strategic advantage. And going through his thoughts about um, how all that changed over time. It's really good. It was really cool. Yeah. I know you're knee deep in like all the gymnastics stuff and things like that, but it just, uh, it gives you a lot yeah. to I and I always frequently remind myself to like not push too hard. Yeah. And that's why I brought it up in you know other podcasts. A lot of things that I say on here is like so I can hold myself accountable because now I've said it publicly. Yeah. So I don't do some of that stuff. Um but yeah, no, I'll definitely 
pick that book up. And yeah, playing to win is definitely uh, a, a slogan that I like. So. You, could, uh, you could read that book probably in three weeks. It's a book. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Boy, being, being a dad, uh, it teaches you a lot, a lot of things. And I don't like you, Nietzsche, uh, a dad to girls. That's, uh, there's nothing cool, you know, that father daughter thing is awesome. Uh, holy crap. But man, it, they don't, they don't prepare you for that at father school, <laughs> particularly when it comes to sports. You know, I, I wanted my girls to get into sports. My oldest daughter went to one softball practice and that's you know that was it for her she played ball and that was fine our daughter our youngest daughter played lacrosse and and played got pretty good when we were living in annapolis and but you know they don't respond the same way that boys do you know the the i'm on the sidelines you know yelling and you know getting all excited trying to motivate her and she comes off the field crying (laughs) okay that's not very helpful is it Uh, you got to learn different motivational skills Oh, yeah. No doubt, it's a uh, situational leadership type yeah. of yep. thing. My wife, my wife will tell me, "Chaps, she'll be like you know, your daughter's going to remember everything you just said." Yep. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just, I wasn't, I'm not upset with her. I just, I was just a little frustrated. She's like, you, you can't, not even for a second, do that. Yeah, yeah. it's tricky. <laughs> She's going to remember that. You yeah. know? That's yeah. the difference. It's tricky in, in, in a way that she doesn't when her mom says it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mom could say it all day. That's right. You know, I, when I, dad I, says it, has a little bit extra impact. They hear it differently. Yeah, I I have the advantage now of my little girls are now grown, and they both live nearby, which is just kind of amazing. Um, but it's really fun, and it's it's really educational to hear them tell me about their memories of growing up and what I was like as a dad and the things that, you know, they remember and they remember funny stuff, but little things like comments that, you know, that I made and they haven't, they haven't told me about a lot of the bad stuff. They're usually pretty complimentary, but, um, it's, it's, you know, the takeaway perhaps is just, you know, do your best and love them. Because, uh, you know, only you, only you can be a dad, their dad. They're never getting, you know, you're the only one who can fill that role. So, you know, you're going to screw it up. You're going to piss them off. And that's going to get worse, by the way. But, uh, you know, hang in there because, uh, you know, they're, they will take away things from just because you were there to, you know, teach it to them for better or worse. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Is that it on the book subject? Anybody else before I keep rolling? I got it. So, I don't know. Tony, I don't remember anything. So, well, I do remember a lot of crazy stuff, but stuff that's important to my life, like like school, I didn't do very well in that. We know that. But anyways, I don't know if I talked about this on the last podcast, but I read Rebel Yell, S.C. Gwynn, about Stonewall Jackson. That was fantastic. And the thing that struck me was he fought directly against the United States of America and he killed and maimed like hundreds or tens of thousands of American sons. And he was still considered a great American. And I was like, you wonder why wow. like you get to the end. And it's like, he was a gentleman 
and he was a man of faith. And that was the bottom line. Mm. So it's just a really interesting perspective. I, I recommend that book. Very awesome. interesting. Yeah, uh, it, it's good. It's really good. Okay. And 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. I think everybody needs a little Jordan Peterson. Dude, I'm like, I started reading that one a month ago, and I'm like only a tenth of the way through. But every time I pick it up and I keep reading it, I'm like, boom, boom. boom we talked boom, about boom. that, I think, on our group chat. And that first yeah. chapter, I could just listen to that thing on repeat, how he talks about stand up straight with your shoulders back, just take on life. Like, Yeah, you were always about that, like that posture. You always it, talked about that. And, yeah, uh, that is something that's it's true, and I'm glad he talked about that first chapter. What's so the, what's I, the book? Twelve Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. Okay, just the first right. chapter. Chaps. There it is. All right, Twelve Rules yeah. of Life. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, so I pulled a few things out of that book. So I got a tie-in opportunity. I got to take advantage of right. So for something that I'm trying to do is. Learn how to tell a good story. Mm -hmm. uh, the description of the hierarchy of intentional prioritization. Number one, perceptions. Folks drown in the complexity of misunderstood stories. Mm. Too veiled by the fact that some things are more important to you than others. Right? So every story connects differently with people. So like... When you take it away, what's important, whatever you're going to glue into what's important. Um, three, uh, an infinite number of things that could be perceived from that story. So sometimes the story can be perceived in different ways, negative, positive, whatever. Um, for a goal of curiosity when telling a story, interested in understanding the genuine, authentic realness of a speaker Proven to stand by convictions and actions. Number five, acting out the deep story gives a good credibility to the storyteller. Um, six, a description of the pattern um, we are acting out equals a story. Mm. Fundamental questions of life. What is the proper orienting narrative? Some stories stabilize you as an individual Two, provide you with hope. Three, make you productive and generous. Four, when extended, makes a structure that unites people and produces a productive peace by Jordan Peterson. So I had to pull it out. You brought it up. So it's funny. Yeah. Like I, I only clip out a few like tie ins and that was one. So ironic, I guess story that that res certainly resonates with me and when i was in san diego my last year on active duty i was there uh as a geo bachelor and there was a billboard near where i lived uh and below the billboard was like a secondary little sign it was a circle and it just said live a great story and i loved reading that it was that just resonated with me and i looked up it's a web it's a kind of a uh organization i don't know what they do but that live a great story that that has become a bit of a um tried to make that a bit of a a, a mantra for me i have a little sticker on the window of my car and yeah just live a great story you know it, it's not going to be perfect it's i don't know what the moral of it is going to be or whether it, you know it's a happy story or but live a live a great story don't just live a and i don't know uh a 
textbook or a manual or something. Live a great story. And yeah, because while you're living a great story, you're enjoying it because it's a story. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, great story has great characters. So, you know, bring those people into your life. That's that's those great people is what makes the story great. And those great experiences, you know, you guys have had them, you know, on the field at the academy, uh, um, naps and then active duty. And now what you're doing now, it's all, you know, most people never do a quarter of what you've already done in your lives. I think it helps, too, when you think of it, if you think of it as a story, it helps you understand that there's built in difficult (laughs) of it. It's not just it's not just something yeah. that brought upon yourself by some action right. you've committed. It's it's a yeah. part it's a part of the experience of being here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not, yeah. It helps yeah. you it helps the human you. experience, man. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. 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 And you probably hear more of that than all of us chaps, all the people you've talked well, to. Yeah, yeah, I hear very parts of it and um yeah, I mean, and you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different stories out there, and and took. I, I wish I'd figured this out earlier, but they're all potentially amazing stories in their own way. If we can learn to to hear them or see them through the through the perspective, through the eyes of the people telling them, it's uh, it it allows the story. It allows me to see the story in a different way, and and my reaction is often, oh. Okay, I get it. That, yeah, it didn't make sense to me from my perspective. When I look at it through your eyes, it's like, wow, all right, that's a, that was a courageous move or that was really hard or, you know, whatever. Chaps, what was your, uh, since we got you on, we're all, you know, corralled around, around, uh, some nice wisdom around the master. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, around, around the good chaplain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, and I know you've had uh, the episode already, um, but I want to ask: what's your what was your biggest challenge that you've ever faced and had to uh, go? That that experience um, on the on Enterprise uh, that deployment that um, was just the hardest, uh, most painful experience of my life, and it you know it left a mark, um, um, and and in some ways. Uh, I'm still, you know, trying to, um, recover from that. Although that's, that's a little melodramatic, but, um, yeah, that, that deployment was just, it it was one thing on another, on another, on another to the point where I, I started to think, I don't know if I can, I might have to go home. You know, I might need to just say, I'm done, send me home. And that was so, I'd never even, I'm not a quitter. I don't just the fact that I was thinking that made me feel worse about myself. Yeah. Um, share more. You know, but I didn't, I, uh, well, the, um, did you say share more? I said, share. Wow. Oh, oh so yeah. 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 Share yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaps, like, chaps, that's, that's, that's a key takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Key yeah. Take away. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. So that, that definitely was, uh, you know, still, and I hope that's the hardest experience I ever have to go through. It might not be. And, and you know, if it isn't, then, when the next one hits, I'll kind of be more prepared for it. Um, and I don't think it will impact me in the same negative ways that that one did. Sure. Um, wow. Number two. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Is there a key, 
Was there a key thing or key individual or a group that helped you get through that? Yeah, I'll tell you the group. And, and Matt, I, I'm curious if you, uh, if you resonate with this. Um, part of the, the, the main character in that story was the, the captain, um, who was, came aboard under very difficult circumstances and made, made everything more difficult. Um, just a really, really hard kind of, um, it wanted everything done his way, which was very different from the previous skipper who had done just amazing things. Um, and it, it, it was really hard for the HODs, for the department heads. Uh, um, and I was, uh, so I, I was part of that HODs, uh, of, of the HODs. And that group, uh, is, is the only thing that kept me from going home in a straitjacket. Um, because they were all, they were all, they were great men and women and they all have that that you know sailor sense of humor um uh and we were all experiencing kind of the same thing we were taking a lot of the heat directly from the captain and then we were having to you know um filter it down and and they had much more you know difficult jobs in many respects than i did but we were all going through the same experience and every night at hods i that was i i look forward to it Odds meetings, you know, are not known for being fun or being, uh, entertaining, but there was always humor and there was always this, everybody was very professional and, um, yeah, very professional, but we were all kind of going through the same, having some of the same experiences and it would come out in various ways and we'd all laugh because we were all going through it and it was good to know everybody else was going through it. And, um, so that. Yeah, if it, I miss, uh, I'm, I miss that group of, of men and women to this day. Um, they, I owe them, you know, I owe them a lot just for being there. Matt, what is HUDS? Head of department or that's what the carrier calls it. And then other ships call it department head. So yeah. Uh, so how was your experience with that? Those meetings? I mean, that was pretty much the same because for my department head ride on the LSD, you know, you had Jervy to load on. Yeah. I recommended. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Superstar. Right. Awesome. He came in after our CO got fired. So up to that point, it was hell like bottom line and the department heads were the sounding board for me and for the, for supply guys, I'm a supply crosser. If you go to a ship, and your Chang isn't easy to work with, your life sucks. But I went and our Chang, like he was the leader of that group and he made it like he was having the most problems, but he was the coolest one in the, in the room and he was the easiest to talk to. And because of like his leadership with his peers amongst us, we were able to get through it. And it was the exact same experience. What do you think? He things were for um, Jerby to do that, to enable him to be able to, you know, bring people together in that way. Oh, to come in afterwards? Yeah. When, afterwards. After it's a mess and he comes in and, you know, changes some stuff. Maybe not. I don't know. But like what made him the guy in that well, scenario? I, some people just have stuff you can't explain. And he's got mm-hmm. that. So that. That's the number one with him. He's, he's just got it. He, re, he resonates with everybody. I think number two, like 
there's there's you can't be afraid of challenges and he's not afraid of challenges like that that was number two for him and then three he was uh, authentic he says um, i remember on the podcast he's like you got to show people you love them he loved mm-hmm. everyone and he showed it and in the navy it's hard you rank people one to a hundred you know and if you're 99 and 100 you hate your it's hard to feel love yeah but yeah, yeah. He found a way to show them that, hey, like this is part of the process or what, however he did it. But those are the one, two, three for sure. What I, what I loved about him, man, on that podcast is like, you know, he took over, you know, as you know, Matt, like a tough situation. I, I think like authenticity and then transparency, like he didn't bullshit around the fact I'm like, hey, we are nowhere near where we need to be. You know, and if we're going to change this, it's going to take like a all of us, a group effort to like make that happen. So the, the, the authenticity of him, and I, I started following his Instagram page, man. Like, I love it. Like, yeah. and what I take out of it too, I mean, Matt's right. He's got it. Like there's something mm-hmm. that he just knows, but um, I, I love, and I try to take that to my job every day. You know, I got 236 employees underneath me. It's just like that positive energy. Some of the senior uh, chief, of, of problems. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a positive energy. It's just I like, got a yeah tough day. My, we're gonna we're gonna do it. My next recording is with uh, my old company senior chief uh, Brown, Jason Brown. Uh, he's now a command master chief in Italy. So wow. I'm excited to hear more. From yeah. Him. So yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Joe Jeremy came on the ship when the seal got fired. It's like it's a big deal. Like it's like a it's a show. You know, like the seal gets yeah. fired, they walk him off. And then the new guy comes on, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh shit, what's going to happen?" Dude, I've been and, there. And he, he basically said, "We sucked." And he basically said, "You know, you guys are not you're you're not to your full potential." And and he said the Vince Lombardi quote. I, I I don't know exactly how it went, but he said, "Winning is not a sometime thing; it's an all the time thing." And we're going to start winning. And that was basically all he said. But before that, he walked in, and he didn't even say anything. He just walked in and he started sailing, saying the Sailor's Creed. So everybody joined him. And that's his thing when he walks on a ship. So he started that. Then he said, basically, you guys suck, but you can be way better. And let's win. So wow. it was really cool. Yeah. That's and powerful. Like, okay, let's work on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It doesn't matter. Everyone was ready to run through a wall. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Go ahead. No, I just, I mean, in three different commands, and I have nothing to do with him. I've never even met him. But some in conversation, somebody will bring his name. Like, have you know, I'll say something about football or whatever. They'll be like, hey, you know, Jervy Aloda? I'm like, Jesus, man. I mean, this guy, like, this guy's touched the entire Navy, it seems like, in some way, shape, or form. So he's clearly a special guy. So I also have a tie in with street credibility. Jeremy Miles brought it up. Um, young Jeezy, street credibility. These are more than words. This is more than rap. This here's the streets, and I am the trap. <laughs> Standing ovation. You know, Jeremy, Jeremy probably would have been a fantastic naval officer. No he doubt. would have been really good. He would have been good. Really good. Yeah. He would have connected well. Yeah, he really would have. Probably like like Shun's doing and other guys are doing right now. They're just killing it, you know? Well, that, that was the kind of the thing, man. Like, you know, you, when you're like a, a football I mean, he player would- or even like a, like a varsity athlete at Navy, like you're kind of like an outcast, you know, because like a lot of uh, – as we – can all attest to on this podcast that we are only there because we were good high school mm. athletes. 
But you get into the fleet and you're connecting with these young Marines and sailors. And I really feel like that varsity athlete mentality connects with these guys. Now I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to be generals or admirals, but I'm saying like that no, you that young, be. you don't have the right politics. Yeah. When you're interacting with that young in like when you're in a position, which is generally earlier billets, you know, in the Navy and Marine Corps, and you're interacting daily with young enlisted, like they can, they can connect with you. You can connect with yeah. them. Uh, and I, I think that's a, a large part of a, a lot of our classmates like didn't understand at Navy, but I think they kind of figured it out later because, you know, they all hated going to the Navy football games as midshipmen, but, you know, 10 years <laughs> later, they're all like buying season tickets. Uh, so I, 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 it's a thing, man. I mean, you're not, you're not cast, you know, as a jock at the, uh, the academy, but once you get the fleet, I think it, uh, I think it, it pays off. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Jeff. Hey, so can I ask you guys, I know you're the interviewer, Tony, it's your show, but, uh, so what have you guys, uh, experienced and heard about how do, do football players, um, and I guess this was a question about Navy athletes in general, but, but since you guys are the ones I know, know the best, do, do Navy football players do well in the fleet by and large? hundred um, percent. Or always yeah? do, always do always. above their peers. That's my bias, uh, yeah. but uh, I would say they have this extra gear of work ethic and uh, uh, understanding what's important and how to prioritize and, you know, all those lessons that what Cam said was what Navy boxed up in five years um, really pays off. Mm. So that's everybody else go. That's just my perspective. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, it's I think it's one of those things too. It's just like I mean, if you look at the Naval Academy, you know, subjectively, it's like we were there. Let's say you're not a varsity athlete. All right, we're all waking up early. We go to breakfast. We go to class. Then we go to lunch. They got if you're not, we went to film uh, after lunch. But everybody else goes and takes their nap. Yeah, and then then you go to afternoon classes, and then we went to practice for what three fucking hours. And then, but everybody else is like, maybe you went to intramurals. Uh, and then if it was raining, intramurals was canceled. So they were just hanging out in the hall. We were always going to practice. Uh, and then we had dinner and then we had, you know, what did homework or, you know, said we did homework. But I, I really, I, I really think that like that four years being a varsity athlete, specifically football, where you're spending three hours in the afternoon, literally running into other human beings. I think that like, really kind of cements your mentality um, as far as, you know, a, a young, uh, young man. And then mm-hmm. you, you take that to the fleet and it, it's just, you get with young, very type A guys. I mean, people join the military for a, you know, a lot of reasons, but they want to do something more. Um, and then coming out of being a football player, you know, understanding, you know, kind of what we did and, um, the work ethic that we put in to get us kind of through that place. So I think that really, it really does pay off when you're a, a young, you know, officer, Navy or Marine mm. Corps uh, in the fleet. Mm. Makes sense. I hear the baby, Jeff. No, that's, that's not mine. That's oh. mine. I, have no, to, I did have my, to go. I, I did have to go. My, uh, that earlier. <laughs> yeah. There was I earlier. That I was don't mine. have a baby. <laughs> my, uh, uh, wife's sister's in town she has a baby she flew in oh. yesterday and 
Yeah, her name was Pepper, so. Nice. Yeah. Anyways. I think the Navy, I think Navy football is uniquely, you know, a pretty good breeding ground for at least your first three to four tours. I mean, I don't, you mm-hmm. know, what you do after that, that's, you know, that's kind of your own, your own personal. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. kind of steering away from that a little bit, I yeah. think. Yeah. And life, life kind of takes that for what it is. But those first few tours where in most cases you're doing some stuff that's just not that much fun and you're burning your candle at both ends and stuff like that, I think in every situation where I've seen the guys in the fleet, whether that's Arnold Taylor on his ship who helped, helped me out when I was out there nice. or other guys, I mean, they, they, just know, they just know how to deal with it. And there's no situation, short notice, emergency, crisis, that they can't just pivot towards and yeah. take it take it head on so i think that's why they're i think that's why it's unique makes perfect sense to me okay awesome. young, young jeezy let's get it thug motivation 101 yes that's right that's an right. awesome yeah. album yeah it was huge i mean yeah. people i mean like the 101 piece like it gives you 101 it gave me and i agree with jordan for like the first four or five years it gave me the, the ability to relate to a- anybody because the t- the team is really diverse, you know. You sure. yeah, really, you're yeah. That's, that's a huge thing. Yeah, I'm playing with Jeremy Miles, and I was playing with someone from, I don't know, the Appalachian American, Jordan <laughs> Stevens. You know, like completely different <laughs> people. <laughs> They're all your boys, so you could relate with anybody. And it yeah. when you re- relate with your sailors, and for you guys, yeah, me, that helps a lot. But yeah. I did find on my department head ride, I was like a little more removed. It's not something you mention anymore that you play because yeah. no one cares after yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Because, oh, you're just an old guy. Like, they don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah. But I was like, I couldn't relate as well. And I, I could feel that as a department head. I was like, man, I got to fix this. I don't know how to do it. But it just kind of went back I, I to think, being authentic. I mean, but, working in my hard. experience, too, just awesome. like being with your, like, young Marines that, you know, and a lot of my, you know, my guys, my first platoon played high school football. And, and you tell them, like, oh, you know, you're like you played college football. They're like, "Oh shit! Like that's fucking awesome, sir." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, What's that yeah. like? You know, like, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. And you just talk to them about it. You know, how do you all stay motivated? What keeps you motivated? What are your favorite quotes or motivational sayings that you may lean back on, like when you wake up in the morning after a bad day, or when you go to sleep on a bad day? Tony. I got this one, man. Thank you. So I, uh, so I, I, I recently printed out my office, um, which sounds cliche being a, you know, Annapolis guys, but the, um, the Theodore Roosevelt man, the arena. And I had forgotten about that. Uh, it's not a poem, the same, the writing. Yeah. Of it, whatever, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I, I printed out, from, I, I hung it up in my office and, um, because, you know, I was, I, I think I mentioned the podcast, Tony, when I first went on, it was at the end of last year, um, you know, being a new dad, uh, stressful jobs for, you know, very demanding, which a lot of jobs are, you know, I'm not unique in that sense whatsoever. But, you know, it, if you look at life, um, whatever you end up doing, Everyone has wins and losses, successes and failures, and I, I think the most important thing is, you know, to be in the arena. Like, are 
so many people shy away from risk. They shy those, away from challenges. Those cold and timid souls who know. Yeah, the cold and yeah, timid yeah, souls. Yeah. 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 So right. when I get down, you know, in my job, which you know, it did, it's, it's it's fucking for profit healthcare, man. Like strapped in. Um. It, it, it definitely like you know, especially with a family, you know, like uh, you know, you know, definitely weighs in on you. But I, I, if when you're seventy five, eighty five years old, looking back at your life, you, you, you want to be able to sit back and look at the challenges that you took on, and you're not really critiquing the the wins and the losses. You're 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 looking at like, yeah, it didn't work out, but I I, I you know I tried, you know, I, I went after one it. One of my whatnot. favorite parts of the whole highlight film that I made. Um, for YouTube was Joe Cardona's like, let me just go do some hard stuff. Yeah. And yeah. just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think like that's kind of, and I, I constantly remind myself, you know, I, I have had so many days where I'm driving to or from work and like silence, you know, not even listening to the radio and just, you know, thinking about everything. And, you know, I, one of the biggest drivers for me is, you know, I got a young son right now. He's, you know, a year and a half years old, but like, you know, they look, they look to you, you know, like, you know, what's, what's dad doing? You know, how's dad is when he comes home. And I, I I don't want my son to see me when I come home, looking defeated, Mm. you know, um, I I want him to see him like, you know, super happy, you know, let's go play out in the yard or whatnot and just give him this, this good perception of life, but you know, not to see that his dad's just like beaten down by, you know, the, the ins and outs of life, um, which it, it, we all do. I mean, everybody knows this. I mean, we're all, we're all literally experiencing it, you know, right now. Um, but just really just kind of just, again, sounds cliche, embracing the suck. Like, yeah, you know, being a parent's not easy. Like my whole house is sticky right now, but that's, that's, that's part of it. You know, like that's, and I, it's like, I, I'm like OCD. I'm OCD. So my, my kid like destroys the whole house, you know, downstairs. And I get kind of like, like I got to clean up or whatnot. But like, you just got to kind of embrace it because, you know, you don't have those days forever. Like, yeah. he's not always going to be destroying the house. No. You know, it's just kind of, you know, kind of embrace it. So yeah. I got to like, you know, humble, humble myself a lot of the times. No doubt. word. Anyone else? Hey, stay motivated. All my answer, and I've been thinking about this. Uh, I'm having a hard time staying motivated at this point. This is part of that sixty-year-old hump. Uh, um, I, and I think as you know, it's partly uh, I you know I just lost my mojo after that deployment, and the the PTSD just kind of changed everything. And the things that used to work for me. Uh, just they're not there at least not in the same way so i'm you know it's been it's been a challenge for me to find something that because i know once i get excited once i'm once i am devoted to something i'm all in i kind of learned that from you guys um it's it's been hard to find i missed that because that was one thing i had when i you know when i wore the uniform i knew who I was and what my job was and, you know, generally what the mission was. And, and that enabled me to, to focus on that. Um, retirement has been, uh, uh, a harsh reality that, yeah, nobody's going to set that for me. I got to find that for myself. And, and that's been a lot more challenging 
than I expected. So the, the, the motivation basically is don't quit. Um, and I think I honestly, I think of you guys, I think, Oh, they'd be so disgusted with you if you just quit. They're not, you know, they're, I, so I don't. Um, and you know, sometimes just not quitting is enough. Uh, other times I get these kind of glimpses. Okay. There's, there's, and there is, I hear from, you know, my family is the biggest, uh, I get to, I, I get my whole family is here, uh, which is, um, you know, not something I expected. So, you know, they're, they're my motivation for now, but that guiding, um, that guiding thing that gets me up in the morning is, is kind of missing. And that's a challenge. I don't like it. Gosh. Sorry to pour water on the whole conversation. No. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. So, I, I yeah. would say it's not an uncommon thing. Yeah. Probably not. I want to follow know. that. Just maybe you can take a piece from me, Chess. So for me, for motivation, it's always my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. I, a while back, it was I wrote it down. Try to operate every day with humility. It's like a triangle, like a triad, right? Like. What I what did I do well today? What did I do poorly today? And what's my grounding piece? My grounding piece is my Ooh, family. It's my grounding and piece, and that's what motivates me. And I'm uh-huh. sure you Jeff, you can find that easily. Um, Thanks, Matt. I'm glad I can help. I'm going to use that. Uh, bad day. What do I do? I had a real bad day, and my one of my mentors was on and heard it, and I called him right after. Basically. You know, like if you get in trouble, you just want to get it out of the way. Just like call someone that's important to you. Like, hey, yep, messed up. Let's own it. Let's get through it. So I called him and we worked through it. And he said, all right, you had a really bad day. Just remember this. When you get home, kindness is free. And what Mm -hmm. he was telling me was, don't take this home and let it ruin your family life. Just go home. You know, forget about it. Be kind to your wife. It's not their fault. Don't don't involve them at all in this and just tackle it in a different perspective. So that was, that was the best advice for a bad day for me. Words. Jordan Stevens, we haven't heard from you yet. Yeah. I mean, I think my thing you're, you know, you talk about work. I mean, we're 13 or 14 years into a Navy career. You're, you could really find yourself, buying into being a, a cog in the wheel, <laughs> just, just being, just being somebody that goes to work, does what they're told and leaves it. Uh, I, I fight back against that. I get no motivation from thinking about being somebody like that. Um, I try to find problems to solve, even if they're tiny, that's fine with me. Just affect some sort of positive change. Mm. That's, that's where I get my juice from. And a lot of times that does come from home, you know, trying to find ways to get, the kids more involved and stuff or find a way to help my wife do something she's struggling with or whatever. I don't, I've found myself becoming more of a, uh, teacher and counselor kind of mindset than I have anything else, um, in my life. And I, I like that role. Uh, I've appreciated that. I think I picked that up somewhere along the department head ride. Um, so that's motivation for me. What's your best joke that you spit? 
when oh, you're God. talking to people no, yeah. nowadays. Because we got none of them are appropriate, Tony. No, none of them are yeah, the most appropriate <laughs> good <laughs> joke. No, listen, I got great inappropriate ones that I want to say. <laughs> not on here. I got one too. Yeah. I'll tell you afterward. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will. All what right. is that because I'm on? No. Is that is that because no, chat's going on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our best behavior. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Because I'm an employed American and I need to just understand that, you know? Sham wow. All right. Voice of the customer. Um from you guys, because I know you listen to a lot of episodes. Uh is there anything that I should stop, start, continue uh with this thing? Like I've thought about cutting out the whole intro thing, just jump straight to memories and let the person tell their own story. Is there anything that I should do differently on this? Give me like the format. Yeah. Like how you're. Yeah. Just how I approach every yeah. episode to try and I mean, be efficient I, I, with the time. I love I love the memories. I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I'm more biased towards the guys that you're you have on the podcast. So, like, I I know, um, but I don't think format wise, like, it's, I think I think the memories set a really good tempo mm-hmm. for you know who these guys are, and then you know, kind of really gets the conversation going. So, okay, I don't really think you know, t- Tony. Guys, guys, open up with you. I mean, they, they, they talk yeah. about hard stuff and, and, um, you're good about they'll, they'll kind of test the waters a little bit and you'll say, go on, you know, tell me more about that. And that, that just gives them the green light that, yeah, okay, this is safe. This is okay. So I, I think that's, and those are often the most powerful moments. So, you know, given, given people and encouraging them, us, to all right tell me you know tell me more yeah it's hard but you know will you share it with us that's that's good stuff that's good feedback now that i know what sham wow means i think the best part about this man is it has i, I reinforce the reconnection amongst all of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, obviously like if I see, you know, uh, you know, let's see like Jeff the Liz, you know, five years. We got to get him on. Yeah. Oh, you have to get Jeff the Liz. Listen, so I was in in Vegas for a year uh, when Jeff the Liz was stationed at Nellis air force base. We had a lot of fun together, but um, (laughs) he didn't want to do it. Does he? I, I can get the XO of the Blue Angels on here, but I can't get Jeff Le- Jeff yeah, Del- Liz on Del- here. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff and I had a great time uh, together in Vegas. Uh, his wife is amazing. Uh, we had a lot of fun. But I, I, I think too, it, it's just like you know, we all are very close, you know, in our friendships. Um, but it has we've all gone our paths through life. But I think it's great to reconnect because, you know, like when you're like when you're struggling with like job, family and all that stuff, you connect with one of your best friends. Like, you know, Nietzsche and Jordan, when we connected down in uh, what was it, like Fort Myers for beers at that shitty Buffalo Wild Wings. Like 
what that did for me, man, like I like driving back to my in-laws place. Like I haven't seen you guys mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Like mm-hmm. that's like, that makes the whole experience. So I, I think this podcast and listening to these guys and, you know, it's, it's kind of just motivating guys to reach back out to each other. Like, Hey, like I, I got the Bobby Doyle in I don't know how many years, but now we're all in a group text together. It's like fantastic to be, you know, just talking shit back and forth to him. <laughs> He's definitely the uh, a leader in that area. So yeah, absolutely. Cam, <laughs> and we love him. Cam said something like, "Don't don't be afraid to whatever cash that in, or don't be afraid to reach back to that, you know, from time to time." Which is a great way of putting it. It's sort of like one of those things that can rejuvenate you when you hear your your brothers talking about stuff, or you know, talking yeah. struggles or whatever. And you're doing a great job with it. So I don't know. Yeah. What the- I don't know yeah. what you changed. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure that you. Well, I had to ask. Like, I mean, the question's yeah. back to you, Tony. I think, like, because it's great for us. Like, yeah. do you want to yeah. expand this thing? Us. Yeah. Do you want to go outside? Then you got to start asking, like, because people don't understand when you're talking to, I don't know, Jeremy Miles, who he is, if you don't explain it, you know. Right. Gotcha. You yeah. want to expand outside our group? Then that got that's got to get more in depth. Gotcha. And then your goals have got to shift a little bit, but we like it how it is. But I understand if you need to and want to expand. Yeah, obviously I like doing it. So, you know, the more ex- it expands, the better it is. But, um, yeah. That, what, that are the convers- what, are, what are the conversations or the questions or the, I don't know, whatever, what, what has, what, what has really floated your boat about doing this or what, stands out to you but what have you gotten out of this that is valuable to you <clears throat> all right i'm gonna try and keep it short um none of us do <laughs> <laughs> so i i started this podcast when i was in a place where i knew i needed to make a change mm-hmm. And a lot of the guidance, yeah, a yeah. lot of the things that I took away from what made me want to start this were on other podcast platforms. I'm like, oh, these are, these things are cool. Like the advice that I'm getting is good. Um, and it's not like victim-like. It's not, Sorry, you know, it, it, it's Navy football-like advice. <laughs> and... uh yeah. Hey Bryce. And when I Katie said hi. Katie said hi. <laughs> oh, and Katie, sorry. Yeah. 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 He, Bryson is currently screaming in his grip, but he's yeah. good. That's awesome. Um and when I wanted to start this, I was in a place where there was a lot of negative energy, a lot of like things that you know people talk about control what you can control yeah and it's like i'm gonna control this and i started this um and it just gave me so much more positive authentic ideas to keep doing what i was doing without having to shift my you know be a politician right too much on a, on a few occasions um so for that reason i started this and it's been awesome uh, for me personally. So 
Good. Maybe maybe that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. It does. You know, chaps, I don't uh I don't know if you remember like Tony back in school, but he wouldn't have been the one where I'd been like, Oh yeah, so we're gonna graduate and then there's gonna be a guy that talk that starts a podcast. <laughs> 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 I don't hey, remember. I don't remember Tony, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Well, that's the yeah. thing. You know, he's, he was on the field bashing heads, but he wasn't talking about it. Well, that's the thing. I need to talk about it because another good benefit to this is once I'm gone, my kids can listen to all these things and remember the memories. You know, like, like Nishak boxes. He talked about Ian Meredith. Stuff. Ian Meredith could have started a podcast. I would believe it, but like Tony Haver <laughs> when he. I was like, really, Tony? You're going to do it? But, hey, Tony, <laughs> all credit to you, man. This has been a, you, you have knocked it out of the park, brother. So yeah, I, love it. We, I knew you would follow through with it and be consistent. Like, yeah, that's if, true. That is true. Once I, yes. do it, I'd be like, once yeah, I, I committed to it, once I made that, that my mind up with it and I got Cam on the first time, I was like, boom, let's go. And that's – Dude. I, even, I, I posted that first episode and I was like, straight here up. we go, straight up. Straight up. Yeah. Dude, yeah, the Cam podcast, both first and second one, man. I, I was like mid thirties, ready to run through a brick wall, I mean, man. How great. do you know a guy like that and not pull out all good lessons, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna try and keep doing. And good, man. Appreciate you guys getting on tonight. So, any other final thoughts before yeah, we close I, this thing I, out? I I got one. I got, I got one. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, my wife and I went down to visit my mom and who's lives in a, in a, you know, retirement community. She's 86 and healthy and active and she's awesome. I hope I'm as active and with it as she is at 86, but um, they were having, they do a, uh, a monthly kind of a read aloud where, you know, residents will gather and three of the residents will pick something and just read it. So it's, you know, it's just, uh, something that they do. And she, she's told me that in the, in the past, she has read from my book and I, um, nice. which is fine. Uh, you know, that's what moms do. Right. Um, but she, we were going to be down there on the night of this, uh, of this reading. So she asked me if I would read and I said, sure, you know, that's, I, I'd love to do that for, you know, for the people that she lives with. And, um, so I read, uh, I read a chapter from the book and, you know, Tony, uh, when, when our, when we did our, uh, our conversation, that was the first time I'd picked up the book and, I don't know, you know, a few years. Uh, so it kind of reacquainted me with the book. And then, so this thing came up. So I read, um, I read a chapter, uh, and then I told him, but I want to read, I want to read one more, uh, introduction. And it was the introduction to the, uh, to the bowl game. Um, when, and I talked about how, you know, coach Johnson had quit and, and coach Ken, um, this was his first game as, as head coach. And, Got to the part where, um, well, what year did you guys graduate? Oh, nine. 2010. Yeah. Okay. Nine graduation year. Yeah. Oh, nine season 2010. Okay. So this was the 07 season 08 grads. Um, and I got to the point where, if you remember, he, he said, uh, he just read the, the list of names and assignments. And, um, and I started reading those and, you know, it's the first time I've said a bunch of those names in a long time and I got choked up. Um, 
just the imp the the power of yeah this, these are these guys who that moment were football players but they were heading to something much more important and just i i i, I love the way uh coach ken just read the names and the assignments and um and i just kind of let that speak for itself and it was it was powerful for me again but a bunch of the residents afterwards came up and said how powerful that part was just, you know, the, the, the reading was, you know, about football more or less. Um, but such an appreciation, uh, and a real understanding, uh, you know, that generation by and large, they get it. They know what, uh, you guys stepped into. So, uh, it was, a it was an opportunity to be proud all over again. Um, of you guys and um and i wanted you to know i you know shared that with some some people that really found that powerful as well awesome yeah there's what it's there's what it's all about matt right there huh that's it man that's what it's all for no doubt she had a nap today so she is not going to sleep yeah hi hi she's like there's people oh look at that i know Smile. <laughs> nice. That's a good night. Yep. Yep. <laughs> cool. All right. All right, guys. Well, I think this is probably where we close it out, unless there's any other uh, saved rounds here. But yeah, good talk. Great to see awesome. you guys. Great yeah. to see you guys. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I don't think you understand the influence you had on mm. us as players of the academy, man. Mm. It's it's great to see you still connected with all of us, and uh, really, man, I just want to thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Thanks. You yeah, guys are very important to me. For everything. Yeah, yeah. for everything. I've that, seen that that book all over the fleet, too. It's like in places you wouldn't even know about. Oh, come on. It is. Really? It's on, it, it is on my bookshelf. All right. Well, I, I'll take that. All right. It Good. Good to know. That photo of the firefighter sticks in my brain. Yep. Going up yeah. the stairs. Yeah. That yeah. moment when you were when Ken was reading the list, I, yeah. I, when you were talking about it, I remembered yeah. like how I yeah. started to think, Oh man, this is a crazy moment. Yeah. 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 I think that little it, chain that you gave fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 With the the Bible verse on it. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. I wore I wore good. that during games, so that was good. Awesome. Good awesome. Stuff, yeah. Good. Good. Well, awesome. it's an open invitation to come up to God's country and go fishing or whatever, anytime. Yeah. Time and money. Okay. Yeah, I know. Be there one day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll be here. <laughs> Jordan Stevens, close us out with a, a funny thing. No, hey, look, man, I'm just glad to see you. You got no idea. It gives me the juice to see you guys. I'm super fired up about it. Hopefully, we can do this again. So, you know, yeah. I love you all very much. Good to see you. Awesome. All right, Amen. guys. Y'all have a great night. See ya.